Let us pray. Lord, open our eyes to your word by your Holy Spirit, so that in opening our eyes, Lord, we may see and we may believe the promises that you have made to us. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I believe I've skipped a reading here, haven't I? Yeah. So, it's okay? Rose Carolyn's going, it's okay. No, I'd still like you to come up and read it. Reading Psalm 27, verses 4 to 6. What does? No, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Thank you. You might as well stay right here. Our reading from Luke this morning is commonly called the, the parable of the fruitless fig tree. And it's a section from Luke where on Jesus' journey towards Jerusalem, Luke is talking about repentance and, and how Jesus brings the topic of repentance to the people. And, and this text that he uses is reminiscent of some Old Testament texts out of Micah, out of the Song of Solomon about the tending the garden. And it's all about the gardener who goes or the master who goes to find that there's nothing to harvest. There's no, there's no food to gather. There's nothing there. And, and so Jesus talks to the, to the people and gives them this parable. And it, of course, has a twist because Jesus likes to turn things on its head. So the twist in this is that there's a surprise change to the story. In the stories that this references to, there's no forgiveness of God. But in this one, God's divine mercy is highlighted. So, because as we know, and as you go through the story, the logical choice is to pull the tree up. Pull the tree up and be done with it. But Jesus presents a gardener who says, I will care for the tree. I will help it to bear fruit. Give it some more time. So hear this story of love in this parable. Reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Blessed to our understanding, this reading from God's holy word. Thank you. I'll go 
this way. Yeah, I pulled those wires up, sorry. Second chances. One of the things that it's easy to get caught up in this story is the lack of fruit. And, and so we think, oh, that's a bad tree, and, and we're trying to figure that out. But if we spend too much time there, the one thing that we will miss is who is Jesus speaking to? Now, it's easy to say, oh, he's speaking to the people of Israel. He's telling them, you have not followed me. And yet, is he? If God's word is timeless and for all times, when Jesus says, the master came to the gardener, well, as we can see, the master, most people make God. The gardener is who? Jesus. And so the fruitless tree, fig tree is whom? Us. Now, maybe not all of us, but the master says to the gardener, get rid of it. It's just not working out. It's using up precious nutrients in the soil. So what the original text says is, well, let me pour a bunch of manure on it. Good fertilizer. Let me pour a bunch of manure on it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to work it. And, and I'm going to help it bear fruit. That sounds great. That's where most of us stop with the story, isn't it? We miss that little last part. If not, if it doesn't bear fruit, then you can cut it down. Sometimes in our security of salvation, we forget that we're called to serve. We forget that we're called to bear fruit. And we forget that if we choose to ignore these things, we'll need to answer for it. It gives an imperative to what's going on because the time is short, Jesus said. Out we go. Because we're covered in manure. You got a different view of yourself now this morning? Yeah. We need to be nurtured and fed and led. And that comes through the Word of God. And that is the magnificent second chances. He's not talking to those people who are lost, to those people who do not know God. He's talking to the people who do know God, who do know salvation. And he's saying, you're not bearing fruit. You're not doing what I called. If you become complacent, you're sitting there. You're not doing anything. That's what the sermons would sound like in a complacent world. Nothing. If the word goes forth and does not bear fruit, what does God say he'll do? Rip it out. God is not cruel, but God is saying to us, look, the salvation that I've given you, the hope that I've given you is all yours to take. And I've sent my son, the gardener, to fertilize you, to help you grow. And you've been given a second chance to grow in your salvation, to grow in growing closer to God. 
And, and so when we stop and we look at that, we go, oh, because often we think the second chance is what we're giving somebody else. And we forget the second chance is what God's giving us. That second chance to be his people in all ways, at all time, in all places. Here's the thing. We don't have to do it on our own. We have a gardener. We have Jesus who feeds us and cares for us and helps us to grow and stands before God saying, I will bring my people up. But what does that take? If the fig tree just decides that it's not going to bear fruit, is that even possible? Any, anybody like to garden here? Yeah, you know that it is virtually impossible for a plant not to grow and to blossom if you take meticulous care of it. Anybody like to raise orchids? Orchids take so much work. They, they just do. I, 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 I let mine go till it falls apart and I buy a new one. My wife likes to take it all apart and help it regrow. They take a lot of work. But if you care for them the proper way, they blossom into this incredible thing. So as Jesus cares for us, we can't help but to grow. But what Jesus is saying, what this passage is saying to us, we need to open our hearts. That's why he's dug all around the tree. He's filled it with manure. Seriously, it is manure. That's what the passage says. Filled it with manure and he's fertilized the tree. He's giving us the richest nutrients that he can possibly give us, guide us in the best way he can do so that we will grow and blossom and bear fruit. That's our second chance. But the thing that we have to do is open our heart to it. That's the hard part. Say, yes, Jesus, I'm yours, lead me. So, anybody remember a fellow by the name of Rich Mullins? Yeah, okay, there's a few people that do. Um, anybody know the group Mercy Me? Yeah, I see, okay, so some other people know that group. In um, a recent, uh, recently Mercy Me has released this Rich Mullins song. It's a, it's one from a number of years ago. But it talks about our predilection to standing and holding on ourselves and just not changing. That's what we have to do. Call out to Jesus to hold us, to take us forward. <laughs> 